My name is Frank Caliendo. A year ago, my daughter Juliet broke her elbow in a freak trampoline accident. During her recovery, she became a huge superhero movie fan. Mostly the MCU. She wanted to know more about the characters in the movies, where they came from, and what might happen next. I realized that to be a better dad, I had to become someone else. I had to become something else. To the outside world, I'm a guy on a bunch of sports and sketch TV shows. But in this podcast, with the help of my comic book and pop culture expert friends, I'm gaining as much geek knowledge as I can and fighting crime. There's no crime fighting. But I wish there was. And I am nerding out. That's a good start. Blazing beginning. That's what I like to do. That's like all the NASCAR start. That's a. Well, I was almost Super Mario Brothers, like uh, a Super Mario Kart. Boo. Yep. Boo. Boo. Bing. Oh, I couldn't hit it. I couldn't either. It's way up there. Bing. Uh, that's another. We're off to it. The whole show. <laughs> trying to hit that note. Maybe I should have started er- deeper. Boom, boom, boom. There you go. Yeah, drop D. Why not? Did I just notice a Mike Airman Trump bobblehead? Oh. oh. Okay. All right. Last thing I need from you right now, Walt. Wait a second. That's, that's Trip. <laughs> My boss. Same voice. It's slightly different. <laughs> Why don't you just F off and let me die in peace? I love Mike Airman Trout. Oh. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna. You didn't see slipping Jimmy's right there too. Oh, yeah. Come on. And Gus Fring, I noticed yeah. that, and that made Gustavo me Fring. I thought you had a. I thought Mike Ermitrout. You'd finally made one of me. But no, <laughs> from the a, back, yeah, it a, might be you. <laughs> what would be great is if we did uh, this podcast from a parking lot in the little parking lot attendance booth <laughs> from the box. So we don't have anything new that uh, John has ordered oh, yeah. yet. Not yet. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe we will. We're recording this in advance. Just found out that 90% of the people – I shouldn't say 90%. I'll say about 30% of the people who are going to be on the show think the show is next week. We're not right. doing this next week. Um, also, a little-known fact about Frank, 78% of his statistics are made up. <laughs> 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 little little uh, little known fact. No, it's a little known fact here, Johnny, that uh, my percentages aren't working on your same uh, scale. Yeah, I, I went with the ninety percent, and I realized that's an exaggeration. That's huge. Then I tried to go try to, to something fix it. close. You get all mathy, and you caught me. Yeah, well, you caught me. Not transparency me. is key here. You taught me. You, you taught me. You caught me. And taught you. You sought me. Don't lie. People notice. And then you fought me. Mm. I'll never fight you. What are we doing? Rhyming. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Dave Foley's still not talking. He's not He's not going to talk until we get to the nerding app portion. Oh, my this God. Is, this, this is where we guy. open with Scott Long, and we're going to talk about one of the things that I you just, you just waved. It's okay. It's cameras. I wanted to talk about this because I haven't really talked about it with anyone yet. Oh. I want to be a woman. E.D. <laughs> no, that, that, apparently, everybody <laughs> talks to everybody. I know. That's a thing. 
I talked to my dad, who's a doctor. <laughs> now I'm selling shit. I saw that. Was <laughs> that the Hymns commercial where they dad? Yes. Would you yeah. ever talk to your father about your bum? Your hippie dad. Yeah. Why are you talking to your hippie dad? My dad's not a doctor, but even if he was, I'd be like, you know, I've got a problem, father. How much does the dad look like? He's a Simpsons character. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 100%. Oh, my gosh. You're right. If if you had to draw Hippie Dad yeah. Doctor. Dr. Hippie Dad. Dr. Hippie Dad. Yeah. Which is going to be on ABC following Callen's show. Brian <laughs> Callen's right? show pretty soon. Dr. Dr. Hippie, Hippie Dad. Dad. Hey, but, man. I was 45 and my, my dick stopped working, too. It's totally part of being in the family, bro. <laughs> Sorry. I'll get you something. Here's two popsicle sticks and yarn. There's no way that... How was that kid raised that they're just... Terrible. Could you talk to your dad about... My heart on? I could only show him. I couldn't... (laughs) We wouldn't talk about it. That's inappropriate. I couldn't even talk to my dad about a bone. Yeah. Just a plain bone. Yeah, no. You don't want to get too deep into it. We'll make jokes, but certainly not going to talk about that. Uh, You're not my dad. I don't don't even know if my dad knows those jokes. That's all I hear. What are you doing? My dad said the F word once. We were walking. He never swore. And that's why I think I don't swear very much in real life. My dad never swore. And then we're leaving a baseball game and uh, 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 like a park and recreation baseball game. And he goes, what the fuck was that? (laughs) Like, Dad, did you just, did you just, like, I don't know if we're going to beat that out in the podcast or not. I should have warned people coming, you know, if you, if you heard it, that's real life. But he said that and I was like, he's like, I say a lot of bad things, Frank. (laughs) Now everybody in the audience knows how you felt as a child when your dad cussed. Because you just said that. Because I did. So it's uncomfortable and it works. Because Dr. Hippie Dad Podcaster, Dr. Dr. Hippie Dad Dad Pod. Yeah. I could never talk to my dad about boners. His or mine. My dad never cussed either. He was like weirdly religious, but he would scream at me all the time when he wasn't beating me. But he didn't cuss. He didn't cuss. I'm sorry. Why does that make me laugh so Because hard? we weren't no, no, getting no, beat he, by his dad. Yeah, because it's funny because yeah, I, mean, I was fine. I was, I'm not bruised. I mean, he wouldn't, he wouldn't use any language. Did he, but, do, you know, did he, he would, use puns? Like, this is going to be a long beating. No. Well, since it was his own name, that kind of took it. No, I know because it was the family crest. Yeah, that's he what had I'm no saying. Sense of humor, you know, kind of. He, he couldn't deliver the... a joke. It was yeah. like a family trait. Scott, <laughs> passed it down generation Scott, to there, generation. There was nothing humorous about what I just said. It was awful, and your whole story is yeah. awful. And it is. There's it time. is. It's a horrible story, but he, I'm just telling you, my dad never cussed. Man. Him. people that think. You know, oh, well, they're comedians, you know. Uh, I'm sure they had a very loose kind of lifestyle at home. And My dad like, had a paddle. Your dad, dad had oh, boundaries. He would not uh, cuss, but uh, well, he beat the tar out of you instead. Did your dad have uh, a paddle? He never drank either. No. He My never dad, drank. My, My dad, dad uh, was drank. a big dude. He was a, he's a, he still is. He's a, uh, he lifted weights. He was always in great shape. He was a big man. Really? Yeah, yeah. And uh, like his My arm. My is the rock. He, yeah, who's kind of the, <laughs> you, you may know him. His name is Dwayne Johnson. Very successful. <laughs> uh, I'm Polynesian. Uh, so, no, but he uh, he cussed like crazy. He's a construction guy. So, he, constru- he cussing was constant. But he so, always he always so stayed away from the you, he'd build a crate around you? My dad would always let us know we're about to get spanked. Yes. And that oh, was yeah. 10 times worse than the spanking. Yes. 10 Absolutely. times worse. The spanking was never bad, but uh, the, just constantly that. I never understood people who don't cuss because I grew up around cussing so much. And when a football coach at uh, my high school, 
that uh, didn't cuss, but he did everything. He called he he did rhymes of cusses. So he'd sit on the thing. He was like, uh, I remember these kids. It was just PE class. It wasn't even football. But kids are doing donuts in the parking lot. And we're doing something. And he's like, Look at these. Get the suck out of here, you stupid sucks. <laughs> these people with their bull fit running around sucking up everything. You dumb sucks. You never amount to fit. You and we're like, like, what in the world? You is sound this? like your radio partner. That's <laughs> yeah, what he yeah, has. It's, it's, I just never get just cussed. Utah, they do that thing where they make a saying up for it. Yeah. Got down, yeah. sat in a ditch. <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. That's, which is what thing. Scott Long said when he found out his dry bar comedy special wasn't. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Maybe by the time oh. this comes out, yeah. it will be. I, feel I, I never get that. If you're gonna if you're gonna I've, fake cuss, just cuss. It's the same emotion. I feel bad. Menti's still sitting there. So we got to get to the we got to get to the Dave Chappelle stuff because I want to talk about that. I haven't talked about that with anyone. I thought that special. It's amazing because I think of Dave Chappelle as on a pedestal. Yeah, yeah. and I still do. The way he crafted some of the jokes and the stories that they didn't pay off to have that much confidence that you can start with just an analogy yeah. that's humorous, go away from it, come back, tie it all together, yeah. and then have a punchline and tie it up in a bow. It was like a Seinfeld episode. It, it was the, the brilliance of that special that he did to me was taking the first five minutes to tell the audience, A, I'm not dealing with your crap, B, you're driving me nuts, and see, you're all dumb. Because he went out and basically did that. You know, yeah. I do two impressions, and he did the impression of the audience, and it was this, duh, duh, yeah. I'm going to ruin your life, duh. And he goes, you know who that is? You. That's you. That's you. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's doing it. He told the audience they're stupid. He did stupid. it as Ralph and like, I have that player, brother. I'm Ralph of Japan. That's the way it works right here. You. But he went out and uh, told them. I'm not dealing with that's you. You're you, playing my game. I think game. that's what you do now. Yeah, you yeah. especially. But what's important about that, and Scott, we're going to get uh, your take on this in a second. What was important about this is he is considered the prior of our time, right? Oh, yeah. He's the guy, the person that's most important in terms of comedy. He does something. He can, the dominoes can fall. Yeah. And he went out there. Then Bill Burr, uh, who's another one who's way up there, and you go, okay, they're making it okay to be funny again. Right. And everything we always have talked about, John, you and I, tone is what's important. Are you trying to hurt somebody? Malicious intent. That That's different than, hey, we're different. Let's celebrate the differences yeah. and laugh at each other. That's what brings people together. Yeah. Your culture. I think a lot of things, I think there's plenty of racism out there. It's not just our grandpas. But uh, – there's a lot of racism out there, but a lot of it's also culturism. You sure. just don't like what a different culture you just don't want does. For, nobody wants anything forced on them. I think a lot of people right. feel like you have to like this. And it's like, why? And it makes them not like it more. I think we're raising an entire generation of people who are like, they'll never know what racism is. They'll never know. We'll keep them in that bubble. And then they say something. You're like, you can't say that. So then you teach them what's racist and then say you'll never be racist. But then you've made it taboo. I know my one friend uh, has his kid. There's a kid in his class. Racy McRacer. Yeah, that's his name. He, he, there's a kid in his class that keeps whispering racist stuff in the other kid's ears. And then that kid will say like, he just said blah, blah, blah. And then everybody's uh, in trouble for knowing it exists. Yeah. And no adult knows how to handle it. So I think you're, by making it so taboo and not just saying, look, this is some, some people are this way. It's burning books. It, it, it's burning it words. It literally is. You're, they're, just, you're they're basically words. You're trying to make it not exist, which makes it more interesting. Joey, when he was in school, my wife 
found a school where they didn't have peanuts anywhere because he has a peanut allergy, yeah. and it was this Christian school, and he heard the F word at recess. Like, oh, you must have, should have right. talked to my dad after a particular baseball game. <laughs> <laughs> but he heard, he heard it, and he goes, and he's crying, he's crying. I think he was putting on a show. He's like, my wife's like, why? what's so bad? He goes like, I can never unhear it. Oh, and now, yeah. and now. That's all he does. Just listen to him play <laughs> NBA 2K with his friend LeVar Ball. Oh, from, really? Yeah, that's not really LeVar Ball. <laughs> right. Although, who knows? Right, but that's where they can hide. Yeah. Like they can hide. They, they've got internet muscles and they can say all those horrible things to each other and, and they think they're yeah, I, I worry about that. I don't know. Yeah. Scott, your take on uh, Chappelle? Well, both Chappelle and Burr, who uh, to me personally, maybe because, you know, uh, I'm a Caucasian, yeah. <laughs> but Bill Burr has been the most magnificent comedian of the past 10 years. I mean, yeah. just knocks me out. And then I watched Chappelle's special and I thought most of them were really great. And this one was, it was one of those Chris Rock, bring the pain kind of things yeah. where it just, it changed minds and it was, he was taking on something that was probably not going to help him with certain segments. I had a personal experience with this three or four years ago. I don't do political stuff in my act. I mean, I, you know, Frank knows that when I started, I wanted to be Bill Hicks or, you know, Sam Kinison. And guess what? Wasn't good enough. I, I you know, I wasn't good <laughs> no, enough. No, 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 no. Don't, don't sell yourself. No, no. no but don't I was sell good. yourself long. But, yeah, but I can't, I, but I can't, I couldn't be those guys. And I tried and whatever. Uh, there's something so before you go on to, before you go on Scott please. there's something about finding and I I struggle with it in podcasts finding out who I actually am right John I think yeah. you know who you are uh, there's there's a weird thing that I've dealt with for the last few years that I think the me I am on the radio is more the real me than who I actually am because I'm allowed to say and do things that you right. can't say socially so that becomes my problem is that my real me is now less than what Your I real you is Walter <laughs> Walter White? Jeff, no, oh. Jeff Dunham's oh, yeah, yeah. puppet. It's very true. That's yeah. kind of oh, a good that's analogy. left brain, right brain. It kind really of is. Like it's... Your radio alter ego yeah. gets to say certain things, and then when you put the glasses on and you're Clark yeah. Kent again, you, you aren't really being who you fully are. I'm not. That's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's switched on me. Because yeah. people always just say, oh, that's just an exaggerated version of you. And I'm like, not really. No, that's I, me. I am a demon. That's, that is who I am. <laughs> And, I'm, and I'm, I'm in a safe place there, but like now, especially in the last few years of this ca- culture of scared of everything, they accept me on the air. But if I did the stuff I do on the air socially, people would lose their like, <gasps> like at a right. dinner party if I said yeah, any like, of the stuff I say. And on the radio, they're all in on the joke and they get yeah, it. Yeah, I'm comfortable shoes on the right. radio. I, I, I'm awkward socially. Yeah, more welcome. than I've ever been. Welcome to the club, Scott. Yeah. Sorry, it just was interesting no, no, to me I love because that. you were talking about that that element of. You know, you tried to be somebody you weren't, and I've yeah, heard other I, people. Yeah, I did for it's, a long time. It's hard then, to realize who you actually are. And then, if you're that kind of comic now, I don't know how Bill Hicks would 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 manage it. And a lot of, and even Carlin to a certain extent. So I think that's why almost every comedian now just does personal stories because yeah. they can sell that. But so about four years ago, I'm like, I've got all these political jokes that I had written for the campaign. Um, you know, that just had popped in my head. And then I did an event for the Indiana. Uh, this guy had hired me to perform in front of all the state senators. And he wanted me to do a bunch of political material. And um, 
the point is, is every state senator is just a guy who runs a, uh, has his own state farm practice in a small town. (laughs) They're not the greatest audience, (laughs) but I'm like, these jokes are really good. I believed in them. So I did a one man show as part of a fringe festival and I felt pretty confident about it. And half of it was that. And then another half was, you know, more relationship stuff. So people didn't get bombarded because they don't want to hear political stuff for 50 minutes. I don't. The moral of this story was, is that that's when I saw the shift. I didn't hear one, 70% of the stuff was anti Mike Pence because it was in Indiana and he had tried to do all this gay marriage stuff, which I didn't agree with. And I thought was ridiculous how he's trying to fight it and, and Trump and then, but jokes. And then there was about 30% was about, you know, uh, Democrats. I got no pushback from the conservative people that came. I only got bad uh, uh, reviews, including I got a review where a woman said that I was uh, racist and misogynistic. Um, And 70% of the material was kind of at Pence and at Trump. And at that point, I'm like, Okay, things have shifted so far. I don't feel someone who's voted most pretty much. I've never voted for Republican for president. Uh, And now I'm like, I don't have a party. I feel like this group is out there to take away what I do for a living. You know, even if it's I'm not even going that that direction. So I felt like a man without a country. And my, my favorite thing was, is the woman called me racist. Here was the joke. Okay, so I live in the suburbs. And the joke was um, a lot of guys sit in their garage and they talk politics. And one day they were like, you voted for Obama? Because I was like the only guy in my suburb that had voted for Obama. And I'm like, yeah, I I voted for him. And uh, from that point on, I felt like those guys, before they would talk politics, would look to the left and the right. uh, Like they were about to tell a racist joke just to see (laughs) if I was around. (laughs) Yeah. And that was the joke that the woman said he's racist yeah. because I made a comment that I was the black guy in my neighborhood. Right. <laughs> what, you know, and, and so I just look, uh, I know that it's just some, you know, white guy. And look, I always tell people white guys have had it good. Yep. I'm not arguing. It's I am great not going to say there's it, nothing it, wrong with <laughs> saying that. It's been fantastic for years and years yeah, and years. Yeah. And, but I would just, you know, I would just state that I'm concerned not only about stand-up comedy and, oh, my Lord, thank you for Dave Chappelle for being the one to deliver it. Because yeah. if anybody else delivers it and they got a different skin color saying yeah. a lot of this stuff, oh, yeah. I don't feel like it's going to connect and probably not be allowed. And he's also, as Frank said, kind of the prior of our time, the what many people consider the greatest comedian of the past quarter century. So, you know, they tried to I, attack I'm not him a right too. winger. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. They they tried I, I really hard to the attack. Critics him. went the after the critics him went completely. after him. And a lot of people were saying, "Oh, it's just oh, this yeah. outdated. He's out of touch because he did that oh. Chinese thing." And right. they said, "Oh, my wife's that way. Oh, how dare you say that?" And how so I was going, "No, she's that way. She's that. Yeah, she's that way." <laughs> but she, <laughs> careful how you say stuff. <laughs> but the uh, but the. Uh, the weird thing was, and, and this is what I admire most about him, is he basically has earned the cachet to go, yep. And yeah. everybody's like, oh, he's Teflon. It, the problem becomes think- when you get attacked and then you buckle and like, no, 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 that's not what right. I meant. You're done. Gilbert Gottfried made all those jokes years ago. He came on the show once and he came on and after the Affleck thing. And I'm like, what's the one thing you wouldn't have done? And he goes, I wouldn't have apologized. 
Yeah. That was wrong because he he wasn't sorry. And that was the transparent right. bad part is that he came out and tried to say, I'm saving the Affleck money. I'm sorry. He wasn't. That's Gilbert. Gilbert had proven for years he's going to make insensitive jokes. On September 17th, 2001, he did 9-11 jokes at that Friars Rush. <laughs> One week later, Gilbert has earned the shoes to say, I go after things that make you uncomfortable. The second he apologized for it, people are like, we got him because he doesn't mean that. And that's where the cancel culture kicks in. Obama even went on the last few days and said, you, you activists online that keep trying to cancel I everything. Like that. I did. I love what love he that. said. He's like, you're doing great... nothing. Because yeah. you can keep bashing people for disagreeing with you and bashing them for having a different viewpoint and calling them names. You're accomplishing nothing. And Obama saying that yeah. was huge. I was going to talk with Al on the, the Al and Frank podcast. I was yeah. going to talk with him about that because I thought uh, this, I would love to see more of that. Me too. From it, it seems like people won't do it when they're president as much because they, right. they, it's they don't they, he doesn't need anything politically. So they become who we want them to be after they're done. Yeah, George W. Yes. Bush, Jimmy Carter, Absolutely. Obama, all of them become what we over, want when they're it's like this is fantastic. That's beautiful. Where was this yeah. person? That's the exact same I thing that. I was thinking when yeah. I'm watching. Going where? Why wasn't this happening? Yeah. And oh, every president goes, I won, I won, right? I won. <laughs> And I'm going to do the sandbox. I'm going to three of the sandbox. I'm going to four of the sandbox. Uh, be careful. Uh, you're about to do something terrible. I seven the sandbox. Don't do it. Stop right there is uh, where I would quit. Uh, what would you do? I would stop at seven. What would you do if you went after seven? But probably. You what? It doesn't work. What did I'd you do? do? It past tense. You would eat the sandbox. No. Ate. You ate the sandbox. That's your, I told you. <laughs> Let's try it with something different. <laughs> I won the dirty shoe. I two the dirty shoe. I three. Are we really going to go all the way to? Hey, let's just start. Then at four. we're going to do <laughs> hippie porn. <laughs> well, there's something I want to talk to you about. Uh, it's my erection. It's uh, I can't talk to my father. Uh, he's in Kenya. It just so happens I have a rubber band to tie my hair behind my head. Get some glasses. Hey, look, Trump. Uh, help me with my uh, ED. My son was having lots of problems with his bone. Eric or uh, <laughs> Donald Jr. <laughs> let's let's uh, get to the hurt. Oh. All right. The Trumps can't get hurt. You've been. Uh... <laughs> okay, we'll play spin the bottle. I'm yeah. going to tell you the only time I ever bought an ED drug. I'm too cheap. So I bought it from the Mexican online thing. <laughs> I thought it was just, hello, no, no, welcome, no. I'm Mexican this online. They, this and you built a wall with your wing. I remember America <laughs> online. I don't remember Mexican online. This is five <laughs> years ago I bought this. Those, that, those son of a bitches have been calling me every day for the last five years. It is like, you know, when you were a kid and you were embarrassed that you masturbated and you thought maybe, you know, no. the Lord was going to look it down at you or something. And you're like, oh, I'm going to pay for this forever. When it comes to those stupid son of a uh, <laughs> uh, Viagra pills that I bought five years ago from Mexico, every day I have to take a phone call from somebody in, you know, some country that they, they, they are just doing their job. Yep. And, and my kids have to go, who's calling? Uh, they want to give me some medicine. What kind of medicine? Every day. Every day. Hey, I am don't living just tell your kids off. that you're a hippie doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to talk to your father, please, about his erectile oh, dysfunction. God, please is, go get him, please. I had a, I had a guy uh, call me up, and he's like, this is Jordan. I'm like, 
Jordan, really? <laughs> like, who, who called you? Your mom or your dad named you Jordan? Uh, my dad named me Jordan. And I'm like, come on now. Your name's not Jordan. You tell me what your name is, and I, I will consider buying. I had one trying to relate to me. He calls up and goes, hello, dad, how are you, sir, today? And I'm like, I'm good. How are you? I knew what was going on. He goes, that's that in Phoenix, Arizona. I told you, Camelback Mountain. <laughs> like, yeah, that's I'm on the mountain right now. It's, my name is Keith. No, it's not. Stop it. He's got You're a line Keith. of facts. Yeah, he's got lists about where you are based on your area code. Do you ever drive down Camelback Mountain over to Scottsdale and hip it up at the party scene? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. <laughs> what do you want? Why? Why are they calling you, John? Uh, well, <laughs> I also have uh, subscribed to something that is a, a an all natural Viagra. I, I I never had a problem with it, but somebody said it made you more like a teenager. Man, oh man, were they right? That thing was horrifying scary it scared me at night it would wake me up and I'm like ow my legs hurt what's going on it's pulling the skin it was terrifying oh it's just brutal i was, I was it was like a, it was like twisting a balloon it was making that noise I'm bursting through oh i thought i was gonna i thought it was gonna be a body works exhibit i thought it was coming out of my skin but they still call me about that oh every day Every, yeah. I, sometimes I get two calls, and I just the uh, United Pharmacy or some I don't know what they're called, um, but ultimately uh, I paid a heavy price. If I could have waited just two years, and then the hippie dad and his son, and they're selling it for like, you know, you can buy like eighteen of them for twenty five bucks now. Yeah. It's a great product. <laughs> what are we talking about? What happened? I don't know. It's supposed to know. be about Chappelle. Uh, we've got Chappelle, and then we're going to talk about Watchmen. Ooh. The Watchmen. We're going to talk. Scott, you watch The Watchmen? Watchmen? I don't. I'm I'm too busy f- uh, taking phone calls. Turn the television off, Mr. Long, and let's get back to your limp dick, please. All right. Well, we're going <laughs> to... You have a problem. There's no time for TV. It is all about your dick. Let us focus. <laughs> Well, Do you know that Gandhi used to have like thirteen-year-old, twelve-year-old oh. girls sleep next to him, yeah. like all the time to test to see if he could hold to, back? Yeah, yeah, to he's, test. I, I, I get a lot of flack for that, but Gandhi was a horrible man. Yeah, he really was. It's kind of the Michael Jackson of India. There's a racist. You guys are making it sound as racist a person as you I, could it ever. It wasn't Jesus had. juice. I don't know how yeah. he would. You know, no, he he had a, uh, a he wanted to cleanse, just be one culture where he lives. That's I, there's a lot about Gandhi that just got washed away because the one good the good things he did for the people. Boy, oh boy, you read about him. That kind of stuff is prevalent. His sons hated him because he's like, yeah. my dad's a weirdo. He was an odd man, but. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, Ben Ben Kingsley didn't really get into that no, part. No, they didn't do that part. No, didn't do a Lolita section of Gandhi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott. Well, Epstein. Okay, I'm out. Bye, yeah, Scott. good job. Thank you very much. We will uh, we'll see you, you next week. No, no, I really mean it. No, I mean it. No. I feel like you're patting me on the back. I like it. Thank no. you. No. You're good. Your Uber's here is what he's saying. It's time to go. And I'm at home. <laughs> I know. Right. You still have to take a lap. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. We're going to uh, bring in John Menti and do the real show now. That's right. Finally. This guy's been sitting in the house for hours. Listen to this bullshit. Well, here's the thing. That's one of my go-to sayings. Here's the thing. I don't ever mean that. Here's one of 50,000 things that have been going through my head. That's what I actually... I like watching Scott Long try and sign off. Oh, oh he bam. Him. Boomed you Lost out. him. Zoom. Gonzo. What? Did you just do Batman sound effects? Yeah. Boom. Whap. So, like I was saying earlier, this was uh, supposed to be a totally different show than what we're about to do. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. That's fine. We're, I don't know what we're doing. 
Well, we're going to nerd out. We just we okay. just played the theme that you didn't hear because we do it in editing. Fantastic. Probably edit what I just said out. <laughs> or leave it in. Depends on how active Toledo is. Did you figure out, because Toledo had a couple more people that were supposed to be here tonight. Did you look at the Did you look at the messages? I think they misread my email when I said next Wednesday as the, the following, following Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh. So, so you didn't say this coming Wednesday. I, I must not have. Next Wednesday, but I've been telling people. I don't. We I don't had know. talked about skipping a week, and so this week we right. Were gone, it it so. made sense yeah. that the next Wednesday. I've seen you do that a couple of times though, uh, and I always clarify too uh, because I get confused on that. So if people usually people ask if they really care, they right. just didn't seem to care. Right, right. That's that's fine. Well, so we were going to do the quizzes and stuff like that. Um, we're bringing in John Menti from Firestar. We're still going to do that, John. Don't worry about it. You didn't sit here for six hours. <laughs> yeah, oh my we're God. just gonna. It'll just be a Menti episode, which is going to be great because he's going to put on a clinic here, and you're going to see why I started to really love this nerding stuff. Yeah. Um, John is part of the Fireside uh, Chats podcast. Uh, give him a little rundown of, about you. Oh, I could talk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Every time you mentioned uh, news radio, I wanted to talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Fireside Chats is a uh, twice-weekly podcast on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Wednesdays we do a new show. Saturday we do a topic-based show uh, out here in Philadelphia. And he and Mr. Maurer, self-named, uh, Maurer, is, <laughs> Maurer is the guy who you love to hate. He's oh, basically okay. comic book guy from The Simpsons, but not as uh, personable. Oh, way worse. Way worse. <laughs> he's got less social like, skill. Oh, you just want to punch. But he's like saying stuff. But I'm he's in. great at it. And he just he, he has all the information, all that he and John. And it's what made me really love uh, what we're doing here and, and learning about this kind of stuff. Okay. So we start John and I both separately, not together, uh, mm. started watching Watchmen. Not like Hippie Dad. Yeah. Hippie Dad. <laughs> well, we wouldn't get through an episode Hippie talking about bad. all that stuff. But uh, I started... First of all, I'm really confused with is it The Watchmen or Watchmen on HBO? It's just Watchmen. 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 Yep. So, uh for people who don't know, give us a little rundown of what the do you know any of this? Now, can I ask I have to ask a question before you give me a rundown on it. Sure. Cuz I've been watching the show. Do you, I'm it's not pertinent that I know Watchmen going into the HBO series, is it? Not really. It'll help. I think help. they're going to explain it. I think it'll help, but I mean, does that help the series? If it's not standalone, if if because to me, I'm like, I know, I, I I did watch the movie, but I didn't like dive in. But I feel like I know the characters. But if somebody's not watching, is it is it beneficial or is it something that I shouldn't do and let them explain it their way? Well, I mean, I guess we were going to find out, but as of right now, the the movie has no play into the show at all. Right. So this is this is coming right off of the comics, which is a little different. Um, than the movie was. Okay. So the big climactic ending of the movie, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen it, where uh, they make Dr. Manhattan look like he blew up all those cities, killing millions of people. Uh, in the books, you had a giant squid creature that uh, shows up in New York. Uh, they make it look like a, an alien invasion, uh, which kills millions of people as well, which is why I think that squid reigning thing in the first episode is playing towards that. Okay. Uh, not quite sure yet. That squid thing is probably the biggest question I have is what's up with the squids. Uh, but yeah, it's knowing the comics would probably help. But as of right now, there's not that much of a tie besides just random mentions. Right. 
Yeah, I'm lost on it because I'm trying to pay attention. I'm like, I really like what I'm watching, but I'm like, am I not getting it? But I don't know. What's the time frame? What what is it? Is it post? This, where, where's Rorschach? I thought Rorschach yeah. was like was, from- Rorschach's dead. Okay, so, so it's so I'll give. Let me just I'll I'll quickly just break down the end of Watchmen. <laughs> this is so, Watchmen, the, the the comic comic book. See, this is why you need to know. Yeah. I think you need to know the comic. book. I think so too. It helps. Bit. It helps. Yes. because this this takes place. Uh, directly after the comic. Well, not directly after because it takes place in modern time. So like 30 years almost afterwards. Minty, get to it. <laughs> I'm going uh, well, this the entire Rorsch- time. This is also Daryl Dixon. Is this, is, from The Walking is this Dead. Rorschach? Not the actor. No. <laughs> um, so Rorschach essentially wants to tell the world <laughs> that Adrian Veidt decided to kill everybody to save the world. So Adrian Veidt does all this to try and get world peace to make a common enemy. That was his whole big plan. Okay. Uh, so the rest of the Watchmen characters are aware of that. Rorschach, on the other hand, says, no, you did something wrong. You need to be punished. And he, when he goes to leave, um, Manhattan kills him. So this so, is kind of like the end of Watchmen, the movie, but just a different way of getting there, right? Right. So Different, different tragedy. Right. It's a different tragedy, not the plan by Veidt. Was it Veidt? Is it Veidt? Yeah. Adrian Veidt, uh, Osmandius. The, the smartest man not mm-hmm. in this room. And is that not, <laughs> is that the, the Irons? No, is that who yeah, that's I, well, we think it's I've, Jeremy Irons, right? Right. Oh, I've tried my best to avoid as many spoilers for this show as I can because I really want to go into this fresh, but I believe that's Adrian Veidt. Yeah, I think I he's really the bad guy, right? No, but have you seen, okay, so you've seen both episodes that are out so far as when we're taping this, right? Yes, absolutely. So it'll be a it'll be a couple of weeks down past this. So if you haven't watched that, you're you're way behind on Watchmen, anyways. But it's so weird. Yeah, Jeremy Iron oh. stuff. It's like he's not even in the same world. No, I, and I don't understand what's happening. Have you seen Goliath? Uh-uh. Oh, you've never seen Goliath? No. It's no. It, it's uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, it's, the is that the Cohen brothers? No, no, no. That's no, the, no. It's it's on Amazon. It's fantastic. Oh no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, I have not. He's seen. a lawyer. Yeah, and uh, it's good though. It's really, really good. The second season has something weird, kind of list like this going on. But the Jeremy Iron stuff that's going on right now, like he's making them do a play. I I have a theory. Yeah. Um, so in in the comics, he actually has an island that he sends a bunch of directors, writers, artists, and a whole bunch of scientists to create that big crazy monster thing. I think he's on that island and he's doing other experiments. Ah. That's where I think so he the is. clones are and the weird things are coming from that until he gets them right because they're not one hundred percent there. They're not very Which would ex- yeah. it also explains why he's making them do a play of the creation of Doctor Manhattan because that's the only actual superhero in that world. And does, does that though? Because to me, I get frustrated when something can't stand by itself without the other two. I'm one of the few people that watched Lord of the Rings and said these aren't good movies. This is a great Oof. story, but each movie can't stand on its own without you knowing all the other stuff. As a person who but didn't read it and doesn't know, it just ends with people walking into the woods, and I'm like, that's not a good movie. That's a good start. And now we've got to get the other ones in. So as films or as like Watchmen, to me, if it's so reliant on you knowing other things, it can't be good to anybody else. So it's such a targeted audience that it's going to. But I think you can one, you can do that in this day and age um, because you will find. A sure. Big enough, but I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with you because I'm enjoying the show. I'm enjoying the acting. Right. I'm enjoying. Oh, mysteries great. unraveling and trying to understand, but I also feel like I'm just I'm 
I'm a bit lost right now. Same. Just what you said with the Rorschach thing and the fact that it that uh, he does get obliterated or he's he's gone and he's dead. That helps because that's what I thought, but they never really right. talk about it in the HBO show. Am I correct? Uh, yeah, so far, yeah. But the the biggest end of the biggest piece to keep in mind is that the final part of Watchmen is that journal he kept note of, yeah. of what everybody was doing. He gives to a very conservative uh, newspaper. Okay. So th- that all uh, everything about Vite becomes public knowledge. Uh, so it doesn't right. really because at the, the end problem. of Watchmen movie, he's like Rorschach's journal. Right. November 1st. Halloween just and- ended. <laughs> <laughs> it's two-day anniversary. It's a couple of days. I went as a demon. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's- so that's a, it- Go ahead. It's pretty... Imp- well, it's, it's important to know that aspect because it... Rorschach's character does not seem like this, uh, the group that has kind of taken on his mantle. Yes, they're very, very different. They're very yeah. different. They're vigilante types. He was in his own way, but they're almost on the wrong end of it, kind of, from exactly. what I'm saying. They're yeah. white, the white, the white supremacists. I would say, yeah, it's totally. But Rorschach was almost like uh, defender of the just by being, uh, it, was a, it was an odd kind of defense of what's right and wrong by being well, he, so bad. Right. He was very black and white. There was yeah. no there was no sway at all. That's why he said even in the face of Armageddon, he will tell the truth. Like, yeah. Justice must stand. Yeah. Which right. is why he died. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it was. I, I absolutely love that character. And then, yeah, I'm with you, Frank. I'm I'm kind of watching this thing, going, uh, "Am I am I being talked over, yeah, or are they going to bring this back?" To- I can't. I don't tell. think so. No. I don't think so. But I think I the think- acting's great, and I love the story. But I'm just I, I'm going to go back and watch again, just because I feel like I didn't give it enough Who's, attention. Who is Mirror Face? Because he's not in. Who's that guy? You don't know who that. I don't, is? He's not. They're all new characters. Oh, they I love, are. I love that. Yeah, yeah not one of them is from the the original story. So the original story, they're the Minutemen. They're Minutemen, and that's the. They are true. No, oh yeah, Comedian started there. Uh, so the Minutemen were before the Watchmen. The Watchmen never really had a name, but the Minutemen were the original superheroes. Okay, uh, and, and then they were replaced by the, as the Watchmen, as we know, with Doctor Manhattan, the comedian, so on and so forth. So, so the Hooded yeah. Justice was the first superhero. So they're but they're mentioning Doctor Manhattan. They're talking about him. He's on Mars, correct? Mm-hmm. During yep. this, and um, yeah, I know that. I, it's I'm just trying, an odd I'm thing to piece it's it like, all together. He's on, yeah. he's on Mars. I've been there. Tremendous people, the Martians. Um, <laughs> so what's the whole thing? I, and I guess, and this is how much we've been whitewashed in history. I guess the whole thing in Tulsa—that's an actual. Did you? That's yeah. an actual thing that happened. Did you know that? I didn't yeah. know that. Yes, it that, is uh, the most affluent African American. Nineteen twenty-one. Is that right? Date. Yeah, it's a real event. I didn't know that. that. You, were we ever taught any of that? No. I, that's what I need. I need to ask Al on Helen Frank. Wow. I mean, to to think about that—that that I've never heard of that before. This, this is a big. This is a big thing that's happening online right now. Where a lot of white people are just finding out about this for the first time, so it's a big conversation going back and forth. Say, like, cause a lot of other people are going, "Hey, no, we've all known about this." Where, like, myself, I was watching it with my mom, and she, uh, I, she was like, "Wow, this is terrible." And I go, "Yeah, well, the Watchmen world is uh, like an extreme version of our own world," because uh, I didn't know either. Oh no! Kidding. I've never, I never once heard of that. Um, and then later on, I talked to Features, who's uh, who's on our show, and, and he was like, "No, that's a that's an absolute horrible thing that happened in our nation." Oh my! I want to know if that's a thing in Black culture that people just know about. I, mean, I, I I think so. Yes, I would assume it is because you would think that gets passed around. Culturally. But I, I do think we'd overhear something. 
I mean, it feels it was known as it feels it was, really weird that that's never taught. What, and I, what I, features I, was telling me was it's it was known as Black Wall Street, and it was uh, the the community there was so vibrant that it was a, an orchestrated effort with the government and the townsfolk to take out that town. Unreal! I had no. Yeah. I, See, but I that starts to make that starts to mean more. Tons more. The show starts to mean makes me want to watch more. it over again. And you know the whole. Do you know the whole thing about wow. how this is an alternate universe where we win Vietnam? Yeah, and that Nixon is like three like or hero. four. Yeah, well, he he he's, wins election like three or re-election three or four times, something like that. Yeah, he's at yeah. five times. He's uh, in uh, what? What is it? When that book come out in the eighties? Yeah. He's still 80s. president. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> right. Yep. Wow. And then Robert Redford is the president now, and he's been president since. Wait That's a second. I, is that the Redfordations? Is yep. That... So they gave- so Wait, so, so that is Robert Redford. I was just guessing. On, I, I thought, wouldn't it be funny if The Robert real Robert Redford. Redford. If like he's- Yeah. Re- no, but I mean, even when- I'm like, wouldn't it be funny if it turns out that Redfordations are actually because of Robert right. Redford? <laughs> and you're right. And I and that's the real- That's That's pretty brilliant. Yeah, I had no idea that was real. I gotta look. Th- I gotta look into that. And That's there's Paul Newman clature. <laughs> well, he, it's a he, whole he, sting <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's nuts. Yeah. Well, that so changes everything. It start. It, it, I didn't know that until I read a little bit of it online, and I was like, wait, 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 well, what? This is this is real. No How idea. can that- so? According to Wikipedia, the official record says that only 36 people were killed, uh, but they've noted that up to 300 are unaccounted for. Wow. Wow. No clue, man. man. 300 unaccounted. 800 plus injuries, 130, 83 serious. That's insane. I had no idea. See, this is what changes everything. This is is why I kept telling you this show is fun because you learn crazy things. That literally just changed everything I've watched in the last couple weeks. And you don't realize how much comic book culture actually is a reflection, uh, and sometimes it's a funhouse mirror on society. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Especially the Watchmen. I mean, that's. I mean, that's why it's arguably the most celebrated graphic novel of all time. And uh, do you know what a graphic novel is? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just. It's. It's just uh, brilliant. Now, I think to backtrack here for a second to go back to the the film. I think that that film was ahead of its time as well. The Watchmen. Ter- yeah. The in, movie. In terms of just bad guy superheroes. See, now I had a problem because I liked it, but I really had a thing for Malin Ackerman at the time, so I really heavily focused on a couple of sex scenes, and that's all I really remembered. Yeah. And then I watched it at home a couple more times. I'm like, this is a pretty good movie. Then the sex scene would happen. I'd be like, oh, yeah, this is great. And I would get lost in that again. <laughs> is this about the time you ordered and I talked to my bills? dad. <laughs> dad, I can't. <laughs> I have beat this thing into oblivion, and I have. I can't. And he's like, me too, boy. Watchmen. And I'm like, yeah, we can't get through Malin Ackerman. Well, someday you're going to have a ponytail. Here's the- <laughs> my dad grew a ponytail. Here's the rubber bands about. my dad passed down to me. These are gently used, boy. Oh, my God. My father and his are, father before are, him. Uh, no, son, they're for your hair. For your hair. <laughs> what? For your hair. It's not hard. It just oh. hurts. It just hurts, Dad. No. Boy castrated himself. <laughs> they actually, in the quote I'm reading on this, uh, on this the, the Tulsa race riot, they say it's the most it's the single worst incident of racial violence in American history. How do we not know? Well, I mean slavery, but still. <laughs> and that is an unbelievable sentence for something I'm hearing about right now. I feel so I feel like read a moron. the second line says private aircraft. So that those shots of that aircraft going over those were that was part of the story as well. I am I am that's floored me completely. It's just empty. It's hard to, it's it hard really to even... it's hard hard for me to to accept that I'm just that unaware i guess yeah it's uh, everything everybody's been telling us for a while oh i've, I've always believed that i've always thought the churchill phrase of uh, history goes to the victors 
is always one of the greatest things to remember. It's surreal. Uh, even I'm, I can't wait to ask Al about this on Alan Frank. Unbelievable. Because he'll. Well, yeah. Now I got to go watch it again. I got to watch Watchmen all over again, knowing that it, that's a it, thing. It's in, it's intense and it's because they kept bringing it up, and I kept saying, "Well, eventually, in one of the episodes, they're going to flash back to something that will explain this." Or you know, I kind of got it. But you're but supposed it, to know what actual history. Actually, you're supposed to actually understand things, and that's I feel stupid. Is there anything else? in but Yeah, but how great that it's causing that conversation. I mean, amazing. It's, yeah. it's fantastic, but it's it's HBO. I saw a little bit about the backlash. Here's the problem I have. I don't have problems with people talking about the comics and it doesn't follow the comics. And I don't, I think that's an, a discussion that's inevitable. It's always going to happen. Right. But then the people complaining about the people saying that, it's like, just let it go. Yeah. You know, you know, people care about a story told a certain way, right. one way. And just because they're going to, people fear change and don't like change. And it's something that they loved. And there's, there's a feeling of difference. I, I read all these people and I'm a middle of the road type of person, but going after and saying, this is told from a totally liberal standpoint. Right. Rorschach deserved everything. You know, he should have never got, it's just like, relax. But that's the, but the, but the, not so much the critics, but the people online, the, the super left going after the middle to the right, going telling them they're terrible people. It's right. just a back. It doesn't help. Listen to President Obama. Yeah, yeah President he's Obama. absolutely right. But he's like, hey, uh, could we stop uh, going after each other about the Watchmen? Yeah. This is a tremendous show that we all need to. Uh, there's no the. And take a look again. Watchmen. Yeah. Watchmen. Hey, Watchmen. I just, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I'm tired of people arguing with entertainment. Yeah, just. But this is, it turns out it's a history. Now, too. there's something now to they're it. Arguing yeah, with history. There's something that you have to actually. So, anything else you think we need to know yeah. about Watchmen, or are there any theories or anything that you're really into? I, on? As of right now, no. It seems pretty, um, pretty standard for writing nowadays, which is throw a lot of uh, loose plot holes out there, Tons. not plot holes, loose ends, and then tie them all in right at the last minute. Yeah. So like going back to what you were saying, knowing the book would help. I think that knowing the book makes some things make a little bit more sense, but for the most part, I don't think not uh, never reading Watchmen. I don't think that's going to affect your enjoyment of the yeah. show. No, at especially all. if you have a friend named John Menti. Yeah. Well, that helps. I mean, you need to get one of these lot. guys. I mean, as long as you've got me around, that's true. Yeah. And that's true that's though. True. But I think the danger now is the, the, it's on the writers to make sure all this makes sense because otherwise what you're, what you just explained is the, the modern day storytelling of eight episodes going in and then the last two telling you what you just watched if that's clumsy it's an eight hours wasted and they're sure. gonna, they're gonna get killed that's final season of game of thrones but right, i was just about to absolutely, say the same absolutely. thing absolutely <laughs> they could not tie it all together because it took them seven where years to build start? it where did that did that start with lost was that really lost that began that whole lost ran into a problem because that was if lost was a netflix show or or uh something you could binge it would have been better because abc got a success out of them in two years and said add two more and they wrote a whole middle that wasn't supposed to be there right. and got lost in their own lost, you know, and then tried to tie it back and couldn't do it. So I think you're right. Well, think. What, what did uh, George Lucas tell the writers? They said, like, how, how do you do this? And he goes, just pretend like you knew what you were doing all the, the whole yeah. time. Just yeah. just pretend like you knew where you were going. Imposter <laughs> complex. The imposter theory. Act yeah. like you know you're supposed to be there. I've yeah. been doing that more lately, and it does work. It works great. Yeah, I, I did <laughs> that. Because everyone else fears they're not doing the right thing. So if you go in and act like you're supposed to be there, they're worried they're not. Yeah, you I, run into that more often than not. I did that at AceCon, at Ace Comic Con in uh, the mid in Midwest. I just started showing up 
where Chris Hemsworth was taking pictures, and we just—I knew some people that they let me in, but right. I just nobody said you aren't supposed to I be here. You be can't here. be here because yeah, deep down and, nobody really knows what they're doing. Yeah, and, and they're all afraid. They're just like it's okay. It. We weren't causing any problems. We weren't interrupting. We weren't oogling uh, yeah. as much as some of the people come to take the pictures with Thor. But and he was super nice, and I think he kind of turns out he knew who I was a little bit, but it that didn't so much matter. But it was one of those things where. Hey, if if you know the right, right people and you nobody's telling you to leave, I'm, it was it kind of goes with the first time I was ever in a room with Doctor Phil, <laughs> and it was like Doctor Phil and Terry Bradshaw. It was actually actually it, no, it was that was a different time. But you didn't dream this. This is like no, dream people. It was Franco Harris. Weird. Wow. It was Franco Harris and Terry Bradshaw. Nobody was telling me to leave the room. I was like, okay, I'll I'm, stay. Not gonna, I'm not going to be the one to say I shouldn't be here. Right. But I I did that with. I, an old manager of mine told me too. We were at Letterman. He goes, he starts start, start a huge rapper at the time. I don't even remember who it was because I didn't know. Right. But he just he just starts talking to him. And I'm like, what did you, what happened there? He's like, I go, I didn't know you know me. He's like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> never, never, just pretend yeah. like you know people. Yeah, it works like, all the way down from celebrity right. down to like parking attendants. Yeah. Once you realize that they're like, I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. I always do that where you're supposed to pay for parking. I'm like, the guy in front of you is supposed to pay. He's like, well, he didn't. Oh, that son of a. Well, anyway, he's supposed to do it. So I'm behind him. Okay. And they open the gate for you. And you're like, it works every time. They're worried that they're wrong and you're going to point right. it out. Right. And they also don't want to They don't want to act like they don't know you. They'd rather right. not have that exactly. moment of humiliation yep. in quotation marks that they don't know you, but turns out they don't know the you. fear of looking stupid. Yeah, fear of looking stupid. It's, and I just go through life being stupid yeah. and knowing it's going to happen. It outweighs everything. Wow. Yeah, that watch. I get to home watch that now. So I want to tell you this quick little story because uh, so I, this was the other thing that happened. We I got some prints, uh, uh, you know, not actual paintings, but prints of uh, playing ping pong. No. Um, <laughs> Purple Rain. Purple Rain pong. Purple oh, pong. man. Oh, Prince no, of Prince. 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 Um, of this guy named Boss Logic. Have you ever heard of him? I know the name and I don't know why. I love Boss Logic. Okay, so tell him a little bit because I what know a little Logic? bit about him, but it was funny because I walked past his booth uh, there and uh, I did, Juliet's like, that's the guy. I'm like, that was actually Boss Logic and he he knew me from Mad TV and some other stuff okay. and uh, so I, he ended up giving me some free stuff, which was really cool, but tell him a little bit about Boss Logic. Oh, he is a graphic designer and an artist who's just blown up over the last couple of years, uh, especially because he's very fast and he's very good. So when news would break out like, hey, so-and-so might play this role in like a day or two, he would have this incredible piece done of that actor as that role. So everyone kind of got an idea of what they would look like in those shoes. And because people were so interested in who what they would look like, his work got passed around everywhere. Huh. So all of a sudden, he, his, he got picked. Uh, Marvel had him do a, a couple posters for Far From Home. He did one for Endgame um, just recently uh, with uh, Jonah Hill. Uh, Jonah Hill was uh, rumored to be the Penguin, which has all been uh, squashed now, but he was rumored to be the Penguin in the new Batman movie, and J uh, Boss Logic, in like a day and a half, had a great Jonah Hill as Penguin up on his page. Uh, and celebrities all comment like he's become the like quintessential graphic designer on Instagram. Like 1.5 wow. million Instagram followers and like Menti was saying, it's unbelievable. Everybody goes to him to see what he's going to do, and all the celebrities hang out with him now. No kidding. Like, yeah, because he make the, he just makes stuff and it blows up. It's incredible, huh? He was it's, he it, was it, just it, going out to dinner with Taron Egerton and just hanging wow. out. With him. He just he just shows up and has Tom Holland sign a bunch of stuff and whatever. It's they just get, a graphic artist who got 
but he's great. Yeah, well, I mean, it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's brilliant, brilliant stuff. We have this one uh, Spider-Man one with uh, like these reflections. And you can see stuff in the web and the reflection. It's 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 <laughs> there's the Batusi. Yeah. Um, but it's it's incredible stuff. So we we get a couple of things. One is called the Last Shawarma. It's the Last Supper. Oh, I, I know that one. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. So it's the Last Shawarma with all the Avengers breaking bread, having or not breaking bread, right. but having the Last Supper together. And he he just gave it to me, signs it. He goes, here you go. And he also gave me another one um, that he had signed, and we also had Tom Holland sign. Oh wow! Metal. Oh wow! Yeah. So we get those. The, the, uh, look at that last. That's one. incredible. Um, it's just brilliant. I mean, wow! It's just in, it's fantastic. If you ever get a chance too, there's another variation of that that he did after uh, Infinity War, when all the characters got dusted. Yeah. With all of them all somber and sad, with all them missing from the chairs. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, it's yeah. just it's so it's so heady and brilliant. So we send this stuff back. My brother-in-law Chris sends it, and he sends it from the Ritz Carlton in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, he sends. He, there's a FedEx, I guess, in the Ritz Carlton. He goes to the concierge. He's, we have uh, the last shawarma in a tube, and we have the metal one that's signed by him and Tom Holland with a bunch of other stuff um, all together. Now the the tube wow. has the last shawarma by itself, but it's a see-through tube. Right. So he gives it all to concierge at the Ritz. It's all going to be sent out. He comes back a couple hours later, my brother-in-law does, which is a real Yoda-like phrase. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes, he comes back, smorgasbord of the English language here. Go back a couple episodes to understand what that's coming from. So he comes back, and there's a weird guy standing with the guy from uh, the FedEx or the mailing right. or the, from the concierge, and they're just looking at all the stuff. They have it out of the tube. They're looking at the last shawarma. They haven't touched anything else, but they've got that out. And Chris is like, what are you guys doing? Right. And he's like, we have to look at it because you insured it. He's like, okay. So they look at it. Um, he, they, don't, they haven't put it away yet. And then Chris just takes off thinking nothing of it. Two days later, a day later, it comes to us. Empty tube is completely empty. No, nothing in it. But they haven't touched the Tom Holland and Boss Logic signed uh, artwork. So they didn't take the thing that's probably worth the most. Right. But they took the thing that was in the tube because they could see through the tube. There was some Gucci stuff in there really? that my wife had snuck in and bought. <laughs> That I didn't know about <laughs> again, or maybe my sister-in-law. I'm not even sure who's buying stuff. These people just—that—they're like you with eBay. <laughs> just buy it. Uh, but we get it. So my brother-in-law calls for the security camera footage. He's looking into that. We still don't have all the answers yet. Oh my god! But it turns out it was somewhere along FedEx, and we think it was you know Chicago. Yeah. There's an, it, that guy who was there taking a look. New was somewhere down the line and swapped it out. Like when the UPS guy delivered it to us, he's like, you want to see my truck? I don't, yeah. I don't have this. I don't know what was in here, but I don't have this. I don't know what happened. He was all worried. We're like, of course it wasn't you. You know? Probably, no, that's, he's my first suspect. Yeah. Anybody who says I Anybody didn't do this, I did it. Do it. So he, wow. he, he invited me. He, he, he said, uh, Michelle, you can come on the truck and look. We're like, oh, no, it's... it's uh, Oh, I should have looked. It. You completely did this. Yeah. Wow. You could probably reach out to him on Instagram, though. Uh, Boss could- Logic. Yeah. We. He actually. <laughs> he gave us his number. 
<laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah he offered he offered to draw Juliet. Uh, he said he would give any character doing anything she wanted. He would do. He would put together. That's so cool. uh, eventually we'll do that. But we it's like Thor we, talking we, to his dad about uh, ET. <laughs> <laughs> they could do that. Loki, he's my gonna... brother <laughs> with his boner. <laughs> Odin. Odin son. His stick's not working. Odin bone. <laughs> Bowden. <Odin>. I'm. <laughs> we, always, Bowden. we worked it together. Bowden. Um It works. Yeah. All new meaning for Stormbreaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so yeah, so we're in the midst of that trying to figure out what's going on with that. We didn't get any answers uh yet, but just the fact that all that stuff went down Man. and it was this boss logic thing and somebody stole a print i don't it's probably worth a little something but not nothing like what the good thing had on yeah the wow. the good thing was it's it's good that they didn't know what they were talking exactly. about they didn't know what they're doing stole the wrong thing never put anything in a see through tube yeah that's weird I mean, the, that's didn't we learn that from the brady bunch like 50 years ago when they had the tubes that were wrong and had that plans and the yogi bear poster oh my god those types of tubes yeah. Wow. Kings Island? Yeah. No, no I'm going deep is, on that. Here's we are going back. <laughs> yeah. Here's what's going to happen is that I'm going to end up in court and a Boss Logic's going to throw down the briefcase <laughs> and the guy with the broken neck's going to turn really fast and it's going to prove <laughs> that n- he wasn't really- He's never injured in the first place. No, nope, not really. UPS driver. Can't trust him. Wait a second. <laughs> oh, no, that, I thought that's who it was. No. All right. Um, that's my other thing. All right. All right. I'm moving on to the next thing. Any other Watchmen stuff that you wanted to get us into before we get a, get to our uh, feature of the day? Well, they, there is one thing that I find interesting that I've heard uh, some uh, other comic heads talk about, which is the potential that the book going on right now called Doomsday Clock, which is the DC universe and the Watchmen meeting for the first time, that this actually takes place in between. So that'd be kind of cool if that's true. I doubt it. I doubt it. But it would be kind of cool if this is the story that led us into how the Watchmen end up in the DC universe in the first place. Hmm. We both had the same reaction. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know what to say after <laughs> It that. just seems like it's going to be very convoluted. Probably. Yeah, that's a little bit. Oh, that's a lot of bit of stuff. But comic fans are used to convoluted, to be very yeah, honest with very you. Very <laughs> true. Yeah, you guys like mashing stuff together. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, find out what it would be like if you put this on this. It's like what you used to do with your sister's Barbies and stuff. <laughs> that's it's getting weird now. <laughs> well, it's getting you know, weird. Uh, it's getting late for me. <laughs> <laughs> You're... For you, it's well, midnight you like over here. Mash, you're right. We like a mash your one, you know, G.I. Joe against. Yeah, I've you seen Toy Story. Yeah, you know, bad kid. <laughs> the bad kid. That, yeah, that, like, everything's like Sid. A, yeah. yeah. Sid. 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 That's right. That's how we got meant to. He knows the names That's of the smaller impressive. players. With the, with the Punisher t-shirt? Yeah. Don't <laughs> you right. want an origin story of Sid? Wouldn't that be? <laughs> we, isn't that called Toy Story? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, you get to find him, like, how, why he was raised so poorly. Reach for the star. <laughs> To infinity and beyond. <laughs> We're just going to keep going. Snake in my boots. We'll just yeah. keep them going. I'm going to smash your face in. <laughs> That's older Sid. <laughs> so we were supposed to, at this point, have three or four different quizzes they were going to do. Now yeah. it's just going to be the Menti show, uh, which is fine with me. You're going to give us a little presentation. You're going to be the King Shark Tank. King Shark is oh. a character. King based on your Shark tank. tank. Well, yeah. King, you know who King Shark is? I don't. He's basically a shark man. Okay. Uh-huh. In the DC world. DC. You're actually going to meet him soon. He'll be in the new Suicide Squad movie when that comes out. Well, then I probably won't meet him. Yeah, but John, John doesn't like... I'm trying to win John over... For I Super hated Ghost the Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. Well, this is very... Yeah, because it was garbage. It but was the awful. 
this new the this one's James Gunn, and it's probably going to be a little funnier. So I hope I'm, so. I'm into it. Well, it's got to be. It can't be worse. That's true. But that's true. Uh, they're going to be, bring Joker into it, and Robert De Niro's coming back. <laughs> back. <laughs> Look at my smashed up face. Huh? Huh? I can still do this, huh? Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> you want to put it back together for me? Hey, come out, come out, wherever you are. <laughs> He's a good doctor. He fixed your whole bullet yeah, head. He sewed my face together. <laughs> like that guy, uh, Hellraiser. Huh? You ever see that? He's, he, they yeah. pinned my face back together. I would watch that. Pinhead. Uh, this Pinhead. is the Suicide Squad I'm interested in. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh. Combine those worlds, DC. And where's, where's that hot girl, huh? With the pigtails. <laughs> where's she? Huh? Harley Quinn? Harley. Yeah. Quinn. She's good. Uh, she you like her? bad. No. I like her bad. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. You're to do with Barbies? Hey, hey, wait a second. Is your dad a doctor? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> He's a hippie. Thought I saw him on TV. <laughs> I got some pills from him. I hand them to him. He hand me some pills. Don't do De Niro with uh, erectile dysfunction. Uh, oh. Hey, look at that, huh? Uh, <laughs> it's making the same face I am. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, who knew we'd get promos out of this? <laughs> wow. Right. Yeah, that, that took a turn. Whew. I'm not sure what's happening. <laughs> I'm not in here with you. You're in here with me. <laughs> that might be. that. He's such a tiny little man. It's oh, funny. Yeah, Jack, you're all Haley. Baby man. He's also the terror in The Tick on the Amazon yeah. show. He's five feet tall. Oh, if, was he really? Yeah, he was the terror. Was he? Yeah, he's I the, did not know that. It's here's an interesting thing about him is he, and I'll just teach you a little nerding stuff along the way, Minty. <laughs> Thank you. His Appreciate characters it. are all so over the top, somewhat believable, yeah. but he does a lot of that. Like nobody goes around yeah. talking like this the whole time, <laughs> except him. And in the terror, he's like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like he's, I wish when he was Kelly Leak in Bad News Bears, he'd have had that same attitude. Is that who? No, that's who that Jack is. Jack is Kelly Leak, yeah. I didn't realize it's that. the same size. He never grew from Bad News Bears. Holy cow. That's yeah. why he looks so familiar. Yeah, I that's wanted him. to be him. <laughs> Everybody wanted to be Kelly Leak. He had a motorcycle. <laughs> he went into an adult uh, ballet school and talked about his 12 year old Little League team hitting on chicks. Remember that? He goes, And you guys like baseball? You like baseball? play for a team called the Bears, they're 12, and these girls are like, yeah, because Jack Earl Haley, when he was 13, that was as far as he was going to go, as far as growing, so he stopped right there, that's him, became Rorschach, and Freddy Krueger, and this thing you're talking about. Where's my face? Yeah, yeah that movie was terrible, but I thought he was a great Krueger. So did I. Yeah, they did a bad job with it, but he was un- unreal. He was amazing. Yeah. yeah. You're locked in here with me, <laughs> Freddy Krueger, Krueger, whatever. <laughs> Kruger, Cracker, Cracker, Freddy Cracker, Freddy Cracker, the whitest Freddy Krueger of all. <laughs> What's you? What do you got for us today? He's got mayonnaise uh, on shark. his plate, <laughs> <laughs> sandwiches <laughs> on white bread. Well, since you guys did, you were talking Joker not too long ago. I figured, uh, why not try and tackle uh, not only the origin of Joker, but uh, the story behind how he was created. Uh, so I figured we would d- deep dive into Joker. Okay, and Toledo, you got a clock on him? You're going to let him know? What are we doing? Four, 45 minutes of this? Oh, my God. 45. <laughs> Put a quick clock on him. Quick clock? What do you yeah. want to start with? It's, uh, three. Three minutes. Okay, three minutes. There we go. Three minutes. Ooh, you, three minutes? You, got three minutes. Okay. You, you can earn more time if you're good. Yeah. We, I, I have right. a feeling he's going to earn just, time. We've just had to do three. Yeah. 
Count, count me, count me. What, what, That's what are we the starting? buzzer. That's the bad buzzer. That's the good buzzer. And go. <laughs> <laughs> so the Joker originally appeared in Batman issue one in 1940. He was created by Bill Finger, Bob Kane, and uh, Jerry Robinson. Uh, now, uh, what's interesting about his creation was that he has no real origin in the comics. Well, he kind of does, but DC doesn't won't accept any of his origins. Where also the creation of him is a little confusing. So Bill Finger, Bob Kane, and Jerry Robinson all believe there's a different reason why he was made. So uh, Bob Kane just took credit for all the work. Uh, Bill Finger, uh, he believed that. Have you ever seen the movie uh, The Man Who Laughs? No, no, no. Okay. The Man Who Laughs is an old foreign film uh, starring a man named Conrad Veidt. Conrad Veidt has this really creepy face where he's got a, a smile surgically uh, you know, altered so he could only smile. That's where the, the look of the Joker came from. Jerry Robinson, on the other hand, wanted the Joker playing card. So that's where all merging all those idea to, ideas together, you get the Joker. Uh, is this now, the same none of them... fight that was in uh... yeah, Adrian fighting from Watchmen? Yeah. From... Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. From, uh, all black and white film, and then he goes on and creates <laughs> giant squids. Um, so uh, they wanted to give Batman a villain that could really put Batman to the test, because at that point in the Golden Age of Comics, he was only fighting gangsters and robbers and stuff. So they wanted to give him a character that would last, uh, but. Uh, Bill Finger hated the idea, wanted to kill him off in the first issue, and DC said absolutely no. So uh, he ended up in the first nine issues of the first 12-issue run. Uh, but now, 10 years later, actually 11 years later, in 1951, a book came out called The Man Behind the Red Hood, which is where we actually get his, int- his first origin. Now, this is the most bizarre origin I've ever heard, and this is probably why DC won't accept it as the origin anymore. So the story goes, Batman and Robin was brought into a college to teach a class on uh, <laughs> crime-fighting techniques. Yeah, I'm not making any of this up. This story Batman gets weird. Bear with, Bear with me. Hold on. Hold. Greetings. <laughs> All right, got, class. Everyone listen up. I don't... <laughs> Want to have to give anyone anyone detention, as it were. Robin, we're here to teach them a little something about crime fighting. Go to so, it, Batman. First things class, first, listen to Menti. He talks about the fact that there was one case that he couldn't solve, which was the case of the Red Hood. And he kept escaping. And in the final story he was telling, the, uh, the Red Hood uh, was at the Ace Playing Card Company. And he was trying to rob them to get a million dollars to... to um, uh, retire. He jumps into a vat of chemicals to escape from Batman. He has a breathing apparatus in his helmet and he gets away. Uh, the fact that he took Batman taught a class made the newspapers. And because it made the newspapers, uh, he comes out of retirement to rob the school. Now, Batman tries to stop him and ends up running into the gardener and he gets away by jumping into like a gas main and then has using his apparatus again, gets away. Now, Batman sets a trap to bring him back to the school to rob it one more time. Batman captures him, pulls the mask off, and it turns out it was the gardener that he ran into. And the gardener says, this isn't actually me. I'm just wearing this costume because I caught the real guy. And the real guy's now tied up in my shit. Like, so hey, Scoob. Go- <laughs> like, look, it's old man Carruthers. <laughs> so when they get to the shed, they open the door. And sure enough, Joker's tied to a chair. So that means Batman never caught the Joker. The gardener did at this school. Uh, so uh, he then talks about Doing how jobs, he hits the white chemicals. people won't do anymore. <laughs> the gardener's always reliable. He hits the uh, chemicals, which bleaches his more skin, time. More time. His re- oh, again, more time. Awesome. Yeah. Makes his uh, his uh, lips red, gives him green hair, and then he goes. Wait on a second. Where, where does the where does the re- lips red and green hair come from? 
he, when he hit the chemical vat in oh, okay. uh, the Ace playing card company uh, place. Okay. So when he looked at himself for the first time, he realized that he would be terrifying and then that would make him the ultimate villain and then he would scare people into getting what he wants. So then he became the Joker. Now, that Joker the, from the original run was brutal. He was twisted. He killed people all the time. It was brutal. Uh, but in, I believe, 19... Uh, 54, uh, there was a man named Frederick Wortham, uh, you may have heard of this, uh, who wrote a book called The Seduction of the Innocent. And that yes. book talked about how comics were the, the, uh, the epitome of evil that was hurting children at the time. It was saying, it's just like we're getting the, the whole video games are destroying the youth. They right. did that with comics back then, which created the Comics Code Authority. And when the Comics Code Authority came out, you couldn't really have a character like the Joker. So the Joker got just kind of swept under the rug. He, every time he showed up, he was more like a, a trickster, like a Joker. Like a, he, he didn't really Caesar Romero. He was, yeah, he became, that. he became the well, Joker. So Caesar Romero kept him popular through this time period. So oh. if it wasn't for Cesar Romero, we wouldn't have a Joker Joker. Like Cesar Romero kept him relevant because, again, DC hated him at that point because they couldn't really use him the way they wanted to. So they didn't. They just swept him under the rug. Uh, now, a, later on, we've get who one of my favorite artists, Neil Adams and writer Dennis O'Neill in 1973, decided to bring him back out when the Comics Code Authority was starting to go away uh, in a book called uh, Joker's Five Way Revenge, where he kills a bunch of his henchmen. That doesn't really matter. But that Joker that we got from that iteration is the one we all know now. So that's taking the original sadistic, evil, twisted Joker and the goofy Joker that we got during that uh, the Comics Code Authority time merged together. So when you think of like Batman, the animated series or when you think of Joker, the one you think of is this version. Um, so much so, and I'm probably the most ridiculous Joker story ever made was called The Laughing Fish. Have you ever heard of this story? No. no. The Laughing Fish was Joker's idea was he was going to pour chemicals into Gotham uh, Harbor or Bay and he mutated all the fish to look like himself his goal was to then copyright the fish and that's how he was going to make his fortune but then he realized then he found out you can't copyright marine animals so he went on a murder this is the joker that this we all like love Kramer. Just... hey jerry i'm not gonna believe what i came up with i'm just gonna buy the book it's a terrible book i'm gonna yeah. make all well, the that... fish look like me yeah and i'm gonna copyright them uh, so now we if we fast forward going back into the origin of the Joker, we get probably the the book that everybody will say is the true origin of the Joker, which was called The Killing Joke by Alan Moore in 1988. Uh, that was recently made into an animated movie that was terrible. I don't recommend watching it. Uh, but this is where most people get the idea of where the Joker and honestly, where that's probably where uh, in the new Joker film, the fact that he's a failed comedian comes from. So in that story, the whole idea is that uh, you put somebody through a terrible day, you can turn them into the Joker. You can make them crazy. And through it, you get flashbacks of what the Joker was going through. So the Joker was a, uh, a guy who was a, an engineer at a chemical plant at Ace Chemicals. He quits his job to become a stand-up comedian. He has a pregnant wife. He fails miserably. She then decide, or excuse me, she's very supportive, um, but they have no money coming in. So he decides to help a couple criminals rob his old uh, chemical plant. Now, while they're planning, he finds out that his wife died uh, in a horrible accident with a, like a heating bottle for the baby, something like that. Um, and the criminals force him to continue to work for them, even though he tries to back out. And they put him in a red hood, that same metal tin helmet and the, the cape and everything that we known from the red hood in the original story, uh, because they wanted to they wanted to have Batman and the cops at that point look for the Red Hood and not for them. So they would pretty much strong arm people into wearing that costume so they could always get away. 
Uh, so when they go to rob the place, they immediately run into a security guard. A shootout happens. And then he tries to escape, runs into Batman, and then to escape, jumps off into the vat of chemicals. Once he gets into the vat of chemicals, he gets swept outside. Once he's outside, uh, he also has the, the chalk white face. He has the hair and he starts laughing maniacally because not only did the chemicals mess with his brain, but all of the horrible things he just went through, uh, losing his job, losing his wife, losing his wow. child, and uh, you know now becoming this uh, horribly, uh, horribly disfigured creature thing, right? He becomes the Joker. So that's where he... But what's crazy about it is in that same book, the Joker says that he... Uh, remembers his past sometimes one way, sometimes another way. But if he's going to have a past, he prefers it to be a multiple choice. So there is Great line. no, is that, are we done? That That's time. time. There's yeah. your time. That's time. Whew, how we, that was a lot. That's how a lot. Feel? You did well. I, yeah. Give us Whew. an easy. Get a, wow. Yeah. Wow. That was, I, this is, that's how you do it. I got to go. <laughs> Are you yeah, ready for quizzes, questions? Right? Oh, crying out loud! All right, yeah, could you imagine if we if we'd done this right and and everybody was on the same page? We'd have yeah. two other things. Oh my God! No, we wouldn't. No, we wouldn't. No, we would. No, we just end. All right, everybody. <laughs> test time over. Pencils down. Greetings. Time for the pop quiz. Go. All right. So here's here's the first question. How is the Watchmen comics end different than the movie? No <laughs> crud. Um, I just want to see if you're paying attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Watchmen. Uh, the Watchmen comic ended with the great squid that came out. And yes, because it was an alien right? by yeah. Vite that was right. sent out. He and kind of invented in, a squid. And in, well played. And the movie is Dr. Manhattan blowing up towns. Yes. Who was the uh, in the Watchmen in the Minutemen? Who was the first superhero? Ooh, Minutemen. You told us this? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Minuteman. <laughs> Second boy, so, so close. Uh, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Damn it! Oh, uh, I can... he's on the if, when you're watching the Watchmen show. He's on the billboards and stuff with the, oh. with the noose around his neck and the the uh, black face mask. I can't think with of the his red name. cape. Oh, uh, what's hooded, the first? What's the first? hooded? I I got nothing. I'm not even close. Then you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Hooded Justice. Hooded, Hooded Justice. Justice. I wouldn't have gotten it. Have gotten it. All right. Those, trick questions aside, let's go ahead and I'll do the Joker questions. Okay. Now. No, um, so when did Joker make his first appearance? Uh, 1951 episode Epi- uh, no, one. Uh, book issue one. one. Issue, issue one. one. Batman issue one. What year? Did it say 51? Mm-mm. Oh. 1934. Oh. No, he. no, wait a minute. Did you say 50? Wait a minute. Was it 50? Was it the 50s? Mm-mm. That was before that. I don't, I don't remember. So it's 1940. Uh, yeah. 1940 no, is when he was created. They, they wrote it in 34. Yeah, yeah. It came out in 40. Yeah, it took well, six na- years. Okay. So name two of the three men who created the Joker. Finger. Finger, Kane. Yep. And Robinson. Oh, good. Yeah, well done. There you go. Yeah, very well done. Okay. Uh, in what comic did we get Joker's original origin? No. Uh, the, what was the name of it? The, mm-hmm. It wasn't the Red Menace or whatever. The Hood? The red, wasn't the Red no. Hood. No. Well, you got Red and Hood are both in it, yes. But, red Hood. Oh, is that the first one? That was the original origin. Yes. Was the the Red Hood. Some, it was something a Red Hood, right? Yep. Um, the... <laughs> I, I don't know. I just remember Red Hood in it. I, and as you were talking remember later, I was Remember the killing joke, was... the laughing fish. Oh. Ven- something vengeance? What is it? I don't remember. Dang it. The man. The man behind the red hood. Ah, we were good. And and by the way, John, that was the 1951. That, that was, the was 51. Okay, that Dang was 51. It. All right, you're good. Uh, okay. Mathematician. 
Uh, who, let's see. What men were responsible for the revamp of the Joker in 1973? I just stopped listening. Neil something. Yeah, there's two Neils. So two Neils. Vince Neil. Vince Neil and uh, Neil, <laughs> Neil DeGrasse Armstrong. Tyson. <laughs> Ar- Neil, DeGrasse Neil DeGrasse Tyson. Neil DeGrasse Tyson. <laughs> Neil DeGrasse Tyson Armstrong. And Neil Armstrong. Neil DeGrasse Mike Tyson Armstrong. That's right. Louis. Neil Anderson. Sicily Tyson. That, that's perfect. That's absolutely right. Okay. Well done. Um, it's Dennis O'Neill and Neil Adams. Uh, Neil Adams. O'Neill and Neil Adams. Arg. I heard Neil. I knew the Neil Adams. I could Neil I squared. I wouldn't have gotten the, wouldn't have gotten the Neil Adam. Adams was out at one of the cons. So, all right. Uh, how about uh, what was the the seduction of the innocent? Uh, that was a no. That was that book that tried to tell everybody that comic books were destroying the youth. Absolutely and it started that foundation you were talking about. Right? Do you remember who uh, who wrote it? Bill Hicks. Burr. Bill nope. Burr Hicks. Burr Bill Burr Hicks. Bill Rubricks. Uh. uh it wasn't William something? William mm-hmm. Shatner. Yeah. Last name does begin with a W, though. Whoa. Whoa. Um. Hoyt Wilhelm. <laughs> <laughs> Hoyt Wilhelm. I don't know. <laughs> Who is it? Uh, Frederick Wortham. Frederick Wortham. I, and, I, and that name, I was like, nobody's a Wortham anymore. Yeah. Wortham's when was that name. book written? When? Since we're good with numbers. Yeah. When I, was that book written? That was 1940. 57? Mm. Ooh, go a little lower. 54. Yep, that was it. Perfect. 1954. You were tired. You're, you're going to say that until that was something that was... No, I hit two. I knew 51, 54, and I think you said 57 were the 50s numbers. I did pay attention to that for some That's good numbers. <laughs> no, 50, no 57, but that's okay. Oh, they drove a shit. Something happened. Something happened. Yeah, I'm sure plenty yeah. of things happened in 57. Uh, all right, let's see. What made the Red Hood come out of retirement? Which era was that? Oh, Batman. That was, was this Batman uh, going to talk to a school? Oh, that's yep, right. That was yeah, it. yeah, that's it. Going to talk ba- to a class. Batman teaching a class. Yep. Yeah, I got one. Good All job. right. Well, who actually caught the Red Hood in the- uh, The gardener. The gardener. The, the gardener. The gardener did it. <laughs> Every time you bring in a little bigotry, I'll remember. <laughs> uh, little who wrote the killing little, joke? Little bigotry, bighorn. Who what? Who wrote the killing joke? Oh, Ooh, he said that too. He said names, remember? Also, here, here's a hint. Uh, also wrote The Watchman. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm blank. It starts with a, last name start with a W? No? Nope. A? Uh, flip it up. Flip it upside down. M? Yep. M- um, no, I think it was M- just written by a guy named M. M. <laughs> so he goes from, by. Mr. From Ross, here. Mr. M. Here's a, maybe, I doubt maybe this will help. He, he's He's absolutely crazy. He hates all of his work, and he worships his Frank Miller? Uh, no, close, but no. <laughs> Uh, Alan Moore. Alan Moore. Alan, I knew I that know. because I somebody didn't. had just told me, texted me today, Alan Moore's a genius. I knew none of that. That one, yeah, okay. that one, that one skipped me. I, we're doing poorly. No, we're what actually was, doing pretty early. I think it, I, the, hey, you're getting the numbers. That's the tough part to You're make. getting the numbers. Um, I got to the, you get the talking names. to a class. <laughs> uh, the Man Who Laughs. What was that? Oh, that was the foreign film uh, about the guy who had his face disfigured and uh, the imp- kind of made the Joker... Give me the uh, idea, who, oh, yeah. Uh, t- uh, Toledo, if you're there, look up uh, Conrad Verdit and uh, Vedit. Excuse me. And um, no, it's uh, Vite. Excuse Vite. me. V E I D T. Look up Conrad uh, Bain. No, oh, he's good too. But that, if you look up that picture from the man who laughs, you can absolutely see the Joker, like a hundred percent. Oh, jeez, oh, that's awesome. 
That's him? It, that's what inspired. That was what Bill Finger wanted when he decided to make the Joker. Oh, that's cool. Well, that, that is cool. That's just the Joker. So they Isn't stole it? it. So that was uh, one of Bill Finger's favorite movies. So that's where he used that. The That was the inspiration for the look of the Joker. It's the Joker. Oh, and there it's Martin Short. Yeah, that <laughs> it does look like. <laughs> I must say, I've got a joke for you, I must say. <laughs> uh, in the original. Like that, that is like the way he's looking. There's more. It's Ed Stop, you're hurt. No, keep going. I like this. Oh, I, I mean, look. I, I'm, keep it going. I, I'll just keep asking questions. Uh, in the original origin, what was the company uh, that the Red Hood uh, jumped Ace, into the Vata Capitals? The, yep. the Ace uh, Chemical uh, Playing Cards. Oh, Ace, 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 yeah, Ace playing cards. That's Ace it. Playing That's right. Nice. Yep, Ace, well Ace playing cards. Uh, all right, let's see what else do we got. Man. Uh, all right. Um, what kept the Joker relevant? Cesar Romero. Cesar Romero. Oh, well done. That's one of those well you give us. Yeah, That's that was handy. Us. I actually well asked played. the question that yeah. led to that one. <laughs> you set him up. What was the, jo- the laughing fish about? He, he poisoned the sea to make the fish look like the Joker. I had the yeah. same idea, Jerry. <laughs> All right. Well, in, um, in, when Dennis O'Neill and Neil Adams revamped the Joker in 1973, what was the name of the comic that uh, they did it with? That wasn't the Killing Joke. Killing Joke. Nope. That was later. Killing Joke was 1988. Yeah, that, that was later. The one that they did. Oh, that was, was, uh, was more, right? Um, now, I threw this in there. So you did. This, I, uh, the, uh, the, uh, dang it. Um, it's a dish best served cold. Revenge mm-hmm. of the Red well, Hood. No. Uh, uh, let's see. How, how, what other hints can the, No Red Hood. No Red. Red Hood's not in this at all. Revenge of the Laughing Man. <laughs> say, is that, oh, a dish best served cold. That's revenge. Yeah, because well, re- revenge is in it. I'm just trying to give you oh. hints. Revenge of the Nerd. There it is. <laughs> Miami Beach. No, wait. That's police. No, that's academy. the that's the comment sections. Um, <laughs> The uh, the Joker's five way revenge. Oh, mm, that, that was the name of the story. No. Uh, so during the Comics Code Authority time, what did they do to the Joker to keep him involved since he couldn't be psychotic? No, oh, he just became like a prankster. Like yep. it's just a, a like yeah. a comedian came and popped in and out. No real crime. Yeah, that was it. I'm well done. Tired. Yeah, I'm worn out. That was good. Yeah, you're tired. I'm sweating. I'm dying over here. <laughs> Oof. I don't even good. know where to go. All right. Well I done. I can't wait I've to do a your exam. I'm going to fail this class. <laughs> I'm going to have to copy. Uh, I don't, I don't I'm have just copying you, man. I'm copying next you. Time, next time it's an open book test. You guys go man, ahead. No, I don't. I like it that we don't have to write stuff down, but that, I'm, I'm amazed by John's ability with numbers. And the only one he didn't get was number one, ace playing cards. It was a really good one. Yeah, we got a few good ones. Man, that's yeah. a tough quiz. And now we good. know more. And, and now I want to go watch the man who was uh, the whatever the man who's laughing or whatever it's called. Oh, the man who laughs. Yeah, the man yeah. who laughs. Yes. The man who laughs. It's a lot of uh, it's, there's like fencing in that movie. It's a cool movie. That yeah. is unbelievable. That's the Joker. I can't believe I don't know that, but I can also I also I I guess I can believe I don't know that when compared to not knowing about Tulsa and Black Wall Street. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah. What's what's worse? I, <laughs> that you didn't know about either of these things. I feel like one actually matters. Yeah, this one's I interesting. The other one's important. All right, I'm watching that. All right, Menti uh, at Fireside. Uh, what what is your stuff? That's uh, at Welcome to Fireside. Uh, pretty much everywhere, unless it's Twitter, which is Fireside Crew. But the easiest place is just uh, Welcome to Fireside.com. Awesome. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, very yeah, it was very a blast. good. A lot of fun. Uh, we're looking forward to you teaching 
other people how to do this. I don't know anything. <laughs> Teaching other people how to yeah. do this. All right, deal. Yeah. deal. I'll just I'll be I'll just sit quietly for a couple hours. <laughs> yeah. <and> then... <laughs> yeah, great job. Wow. No, awesome. Very very good. Uh, we appreciate it, and uh, we'll be back. Uh, yeah. some other time next week and in a couple weeks with another nerding. You're welcome anytime to do this with anything you want. Oh, if you guys keep recording this late, I got you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> Thanks, John. Take it easy. Have a good one. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. it. Thanks for having me on your show. <laughs> Starts and ends the same.